Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. And historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is John Keeley. And my name is Jay Swords. This is the podcast segment of the show that's not broadcast on station KALA. Our guest for this 403rd show is Bill Hemps, board member of the Colonel Davenport Historical Foundation, who will be talking to us about the Colonel Davenport Foundation and Historical House. Our history buffs are Ed Broders and Rick Sweet. Rick, why don't you start us off? Okay, Jay. Bill, I was uh, curious to know uh, more about the the actual Colonel Davenport Historical Foundation. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, how many members? Uh, what do you do? Um, uh, how many times do you meet in, in a given year, et cetera, et cetera? Could you l- give us a little thumbnail sketch of the foundation? Sure. sure. Um, right now we have um, roughly about um, 93 members. Uh, and the board, uh, which consists of, you know, fluctuates between 10 and 15 members, meets once a month. Um, we, we usually have an annual meeting um, in which all members, not just the board members, are invited. Uh, but, you know, basically that's uh, the, all the meetings we have in a given year. Uh, now, we also break up into different responsibilities or committees. For example, I'm in charge of the guides um, and the membership. We have somebody else in charge of publicity, uh, somebody else in char- uh, who's the treasurer, um, and um, somebody else who does collections for items in the house. Um, so that's pretty much the makeup. I should mention none of us uh, on the board, none of us who are uh, regular workers are paid. Everybody who works um, on a consistent, continuous basis are volunteers. Um, obviously, um, when it comes to things like construction and archaeology, we have to um, hire people. Um, but, you know, for on a temporary basis, but um, the the organization is run by volunteers. I see that you guys run your organization like ROI runs its radio show. <laughs> All volunteers, not a single cent to be found. Ed, <laughs> yeah, um, Bill, if you could uh, fill that out a little more as far as the foundation. Um, any property requires ongoing expenses. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a regular list of donors that you tap, or um, how do you sh- how do you shake the money trees? Well, uh, uh, our visitorship is very important. We charge um, six dollars per adult. Uh, children under twelve are free. Um, seniors are you know get in for four dollars. Uh, active military uh, can get in for free. So um, we try to get money from people visiting the house itself. That's a big portion of our money. Um, we also have special events. Uh, for example, um, we have something called Ghost Tales, uh, that, for which we charge admission. Um, we have Pioneer Days, in which different artisans display different talents, like weaving and blacksmithing, uh, for which we charge admission. Um, 
Otherwise, uh, and there's dues, of course, we collect from our members. Um, an individual uh, would pay $25, family $30 a year, um, uh, seniors only $20 a year. So those are some of our main uh, streams of income. We also depend largely on grants, um, you know, for, you know, the uh, Riverboat Authority, uh, the Modern Woodman, um, uh, he, uh, the other or organizations that normally give grants um, to uh, to nonprofits like ourselves uh, that um, are basically devoted to history. Um, Bill, this is Jay again. I, I'm just curious because you mentioned you know needing to hire an archaeologist and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. How much uh, excavation work or archaeological work has been done, um, and um, are there archived materials uh, associated with the foundation? Um, because you know, I'm, I'm just thinking in my head. You know, are there architectural plans? Are there letters and things that have been um, that that the the foundation has become a repository for? Uh, as uh, as it was created and is now operated for 40 years or so. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, is there, are those kinds of things taking place uh, under the foundation's auspices as well? Oh, no, yes. Um, first of all, when it comes to archaeology, um, I mentioned to you that, you know, it wasn't until um, uh, the Colonel Danport Historical Foundation was born that um, we actually rebuilt the West Wing and the East Wing um, because they weren't theirs. You know, back in you know the early part of the 20th century, um, they just concentrated on building the center part of the house and ignored uh, redoing the West and East Wings, which had fallen down in disrepair over the years. So we, every, when we rebuilt those two wings, we had to do an archaeological dig underneath, at which point we collected all kinds of items. For example, uh, when, we when we did an archaeological dig underneath before we rebuilt the East Wing, we found a Spanish coin from the 1780s, um, you know, lots of other bits of pottery and, um, you know, broken clay pipes. And all of that, all that stuff has been archived because, you know, we, we couldn't possibly display it, you know, all that in the house. Um, also, we've collected a lot of ma uh, materials from, written materials from Davenport's day. Um, and again, we've got, you know, we've got that archived. Um, so we uh, have saved a, a lot of material we've ever collected um, from, you know, from previous years, uh, written materials and other items from previous years, as well as items that we've collected from um, our archaeological digs and kept, some of, a, a few of which have been displayed in the house, just to let people know uh, what exactly was um, in the ground when we found it, when we did the, that archaeology. Okay. Rick, you got a question? Yes, I do. Uh, <clears throat> since we're talking about the foundation, I was wondering, uh, 
uh, with the COVID and all that, the, the rack and ruin on nonprofits, uh, has the foundation uh, weathered the storm fairly well? Um, fairly well. Um, you know, it's it's been a tough for us to lose the income because we had no visitors at all last year. Uh, we had to cancel those special events like Pioneer Days and Ghost Tales that I mentioned. Um, something else we used to make a lot of money from, we used to give tours to um, of Quarters One, uh, where we made quite a bit of money there. Uh, but those have been suspended, uh, not just because of COVID, but because um, you know, changes in you know the Arsenal administration of that building. Um, so it's been tough. Fortunately, um, we've we built up a pretty good cushion over the years of money. Um, but still, we still had to scramble quite a bit um, when we just recently had to replace our boiler. Um, we managed to do it. But again, we still got some grants coming through from different um, agencies that um, we we appreciate greatly. Okay. Uh, that have really helped us out in that respect. Bill, are there any descendants from Davenport, uh, Colonel Davenport, still living in the Quad Cities or on record of what their lives have um, curtailed to? Well, there was a woman, um, uh, the daughter of George L. by the name of Naomi Davenport, who lived here quite a while. Of course, she's deceased. Um, I am... Um, I'm sorry the name escapes me, but I just learned the other day about somebody else who is more recent, recently lived in the Quad Cities. Um, but um, I'm, I'm sorry the name escaped me, but, um, you know, she's, she's uh, gone as well. Now, this gets a little bit complicated. The George had a daughter by the name of Elizabeth who married a guy by the name of Perkle. So if you want to find out descendants of George Danport, that's probably the best place to start uh, because there are a number of Furkles in the area who claim descendants from George Davenport through Elizabeth and the man she married called Nicholas Furkle. So those are, that's the, probably the best place to, to look if you want to find um, any descendants of uh, George Davenport. Uh, I'm not sure that everybody named Furkle in the area um, comes from, um, you know, the, the, is basically the descendant of Elizabeth, but um, certainly a, a number of circles do claim that distinction. Okay. We would like to thank our guest for the 403rd show, Bill Hamps, board member of the Colonel Davenport Historical Foundation, who talked to us about Colonel Davenport Foundation and Historical House. The history buffs for today's show were Ed Broders and Rick Sweet. You can listen to ROIs. It's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA. Listen to um, HD2 88.5 FM and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put KALAHD2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and Google Podcast. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.